And we're back. Hi, Brad. Hello, sports cards investors. No, this is, no, uh, this nope, is wrong not, pod. Not Jeff's wrong pod. pod. Nope, nope. <laughs> I, I know you're waiting for the invite and haven't gotten it yet, but uh, it has not, uh, will not arrive. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing doing well. I mean, we just watched a couple episodes of King, what's it? King of Collectibles? King of Collectibles, Mr. Ken Golden. By the way, I have my uh, exceptional radio voice. Slop, you can jump in if you feel like I'm failing, but uh, my radio voice is brought to you by two nights in a row out past midnight. Mm. Mm, live in life. I saw I saw Slop, by the way, two nights ago. He saw me puke on a steak at dinner like at the dinner table so. did you choke on it yeah i choked oh, on it oh god yeah. i thought you grew out of that no it's not a steak dinner unless i'm choking so <laughs> always got to keep violently a, vomiting do you keep you know? a, how do you think a, i stay so lean? you got to keep a gogurt in your pocket <laughs> yeah. to help that steak slide <laughs> down slide next down. time <laughs> there's a visual for our listeners before it gets any worse let's hit the theme song <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Two Guys, One Card. Today, the guys bring us through a quick recap of some of Brad's recent PC ads, including a controversial foray into a previously banned category from Brad, PSA-graded altered cards. Is it an investment in the future or pure trash that Brad just overpaid for? You'll be the judge. Brad also covers some auction results of aftermarket on-card autos, proving out his theory that these could have future upside. The guys round things out diving deep into a review of the recent Netflix show, King of Collectibles, which features Ken Golden and his New Jersey-based auction house. And now, back to Brad and Jack. Two guys, one card! Okay. So, quick little ditty of a pod this week where uh, you've got some mailbag. Did I say bag right? Bag? bag? Yeah, we, we'll, we'll, it's uh, a yeah, mail day from PWCC's Weekly. You know, after the last pod at my house... Where you got to see the cards from yeah, yeah. I said, you know what? Maybe I'll just bring them now. I'm just glad you got the second C in from PWCC because there was a long pause I after have the first to one. Think about it because PricewaterhouseCoopers. So, mm, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Mm, You're you know, a finance PWC. guy. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm not. PE fund to fund, uh, Todd. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> So we're going to go through the mailbag. Uh, I don't know. If, I haven't really seen a lot going on in auctions in the past week, but we are going to provide our firsthand review of King Kings. No, King of Collectibles. King of Collectibles. And Singular then, I just had, then plural. I just had a comment or two I wanted to make, too, oh. at some point oh, about okay. the... Uh, the Would you like to do it love now? of the game auctions, you know, some of the, the vintage auto last night. But Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're going to start with a mailbag because you are groping your uh, cards as we speak well, in three, front of me. Two of them in my hand, one in the bag. Okay. So well, that sounds dirty The one, dirty the one in well. the bag might uh, create a, some, some discord, so... Ooh, Discord. Isn't that another way of listening to a podcast? Or is that a different podcast? What is let's Discord? Just, let's just get into the cards. All right, All right. So here's the first two. Okay. You know, I, just well, continuing. You're going to hand them both to me? I'm, I'm gonna... holding a microphone and a uh, seltzer water. What am I supposed to do? Set Spon them both down? Sponsored by Spindrift today? Spindrift. I, again, I can't get enough of Spindrift. Just a little splash of real juice uh, takes your senses to a whole nother place uh, when it comes to sparkling water. I'm a huge fan, and I think you would be too if you just took a moment to drink a spin. Is that what it's called? 
Spindrift. Uh, again, lemon is my top recommendation, which in no other world is lemon the best. I can't believe lemon this is still Skittles, going. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> lemon Starburst, throw them away. Lemon Spindrift, mm, can I have another? I think we just gained our first sponsor. All right. Uh, but them followed by uh, La Quinta in. Okay, yes. La Quinta. <laughs> Oh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Now I definitely Le, know Le, not Le, Le, Le Quinta? Slop's Slop, gonna, help us out again. He's going to save us from just not becoming yeah, bajillionaires. The apology tour. All right, so, so okay, you so know, the first one a is few... a die cut 1996 Bowman's Best Gary Payton atomic refractor that looks like it's about as crooked in this case, in this PSA 8 case as it could be. I mean, nice card. What's the story here, Bradley? No, just Gary Payton, as you know, favorite basketball player growing up, and saw a couple nice cards pop up in the weekly. Wait so a the second, I picked them up. But the, the atomic refractors are like, I would say, relatively sought after mid late nineties basketball inserts. So yeah, so well, I and I these just, are very low pop. Now part of it is just because it's Gary Payton. It's not like so. What I usually do is I I went to this set. I looked immediately at Michael Jordan looked at the population counts to see like how truly rare are these. And they actually are pretty like very rare or low pop. So uh, they're very rare because nobody got them graded pretty much. Okay. Uh, the second one is from the exact same 1996 Bowman's best uh, set. And it is also a Gary Payton refractor. Well, this one was the best cuts. That was the, yeah, yeah. Die cut. The, wow. Great. Yeah. Brad, you've blown my mind this week. Um, well, I, hold on. The last one's really going to blow Gary, your mind. Gary because Payton. this is the controversial purchase. The oh, yes. altered PMG uh, okay. Brett Favre, the green... Mr. Purity himself would never touch an altered blah, blah, blah. Like, don't don't talk to me about I mean, I've gone on tirades. Tirades. Tirades about you buy inauthentic cards. an authentic, altered, precious metal gem, green Brett Favre from 1997. The altered aspect is clearly the fact that it was... It's cut from a sheet. For precisely sure. cut yeah, out it, of a sheet. It looks like a PSA, mint. PSA pristine. <laughs> like, and I mean, if if that were the case, it'd be worth upwards of five figures, maybe six yeah. figures. No, I, I don't so think there's they a, exist. There's a ten. PSA 7 at Heritage right now that goes up. It's already up for auction. It's got a couple weeks left. It's already like seven plus grand, but it will be, that will be a, expected to be a 20 plus dollar and you know that this was cut from a sheet because it is not numbered correct when these cards are usually the green is what numbered to what usually so the green's 10 oh it's and then then the red is the higher so this this would be just yeah so the reason i got it is because i know i will never in my life pony up tens of thousands of dollars to buy one of these but I've always wanted this card, so I was able to get it for basically what I expect to be like 5% of the cost. So I said, all right, uh, let's I'm gonna, see what it looks like. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I actually think altered cards, specifically ones that have been labeled altered, so it's very clear. We're not talking about playing games here. And nine times out of ten, altered uh, when graded that way pretty much refers to trimming, I would say. There's no other really way to alter a card so significantly that it it would be obvious to the grader's eye as the trimming aspect. But I think 
buying altered and getting a severe discount on some beautiful cards is not a bad thing. I've seen Babe Ruth's, I've seen Hank Aaron's that are that are altered and go for 70% less, but are beautiful. Yeah, and again, not normally my cup of tea, but no, it was something like... No, you hate altered. I do, but this card, though. Yeah, is, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah, so anyway. And it's, it is the best Brett Favre card you could possibly buy so okay wow you know so not, add, no add short of making big claims today and, and to uh, i've also noticed the energy is really high on the pod today <laughs> yeah well, let's let's pick it up so All let's right. let's talk first let's before we get i mean the energy is going to pick up when we get to the golden Maybe. I'm like Plot. full NPR mode, though. Well, all right. So qu- very quickly, Darren Ravel just put out a tweet this morning. There was a, I don't know if anyone noticed, there's an auction house called Love of the Game Auctions, which nope, nobody I noticed. did not know until a couple of weeks ago, candidly speaking. Thank they, you for being candid for had once on this a podcast. Incredible, fuck you. They had an incredible, or as your daughter would say, beep, 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 because all I do is swear. So You uh, had to be there, guys. For the listener, you had to be there in the moment when my daughter was uh, singing a song that Brad would actually uh, sing, and all she did was say, beep, 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 because all he does is swear. All right. Had to be there. Back to the auction. Uh, Love of the game auction. Energy's high, guys. Had a vintage auto auction which was very cool, and some of the stuff they had was just incredible. And one of the cards that was highlighted was Mickey Mantle's 1952 tops, obviously like Holy Grail in the hobby. PSA 3 normally goes around $60,000, and for years the belief was, and even when we started collecting, there was arguments that there still are. getting, there still getting are. you know really high-end cards autographed potentially destroys the value and there's still people who believe that but i actually believe the opposite i have like i own that jordan sticker rookie card that's i'm auto- gonna provide a, I own, i'm gonna provide a counterpoint at some point but continue okay i own a brett Favre 101 1992 stadium club that's psa 10 auto 10 or 93 stadium club excuse me excuse me but the point being is like i've purposely tried to seek out rare autographs for my PC. And this card went for 422400 last night, PSA which 3. is over 7x what a norm, normal PSA3 goes for. This was an auto 10. Beautiful card. Like, it, pretty nice eye appeal for a 3. So I would say, you know, maybe as a 3, it would have even been higher than 60000 in general because I think it's got, like, decent centering, sure. you know, color, whatever. By the way, you are having wild difficulties with acronyms today you almost couldn't get out the PSA. little brain dead today i don't know yeah, yeah so anyway high guys anyway uh i just want to say I, I think this is validation yes. okay of my thesis and then one more the joe montana 81 tops rookie card yeah psa 10 there's over forty-one thousand copies that have been graded how many do you think are psa 10 of those forty-one thousand? uh without an auto just 10 111 of those hundred, you didn't give me a chance to guess. Okay, I said without an out of ten. Meaning oh, I PSA thought ten was 10. your guess. Oh my god, Brad. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are really struggling. We're riffing today. today. Hundred eleven, and of those hundred eleven, there was one PSA ten DNA ten just popped up. Normally, a PSA ten, it's it's been going recently, like around seventy thousand, give or take. This card 
has already gotten an offer of seven hundred fifty thousand, which was turned down. It's so, listed for two point five million. Now okay. I don't think it's a two point five million dollar card, but point being is, this is a unicorn. Yeah, but uh, okay. My only and I have no problem with autos on cards. My only issue are the astronomical prices that are being offered or being bid on cards where the guy's still alive. So like a Joe Montana, there's 111 PSA 10s out there. There's only one PSA 10 plus auto 10. I mean, and how it's, many people are going to be willing to break that 10 though? A $70,000 card for, for and take a chance return? that they get an auto 10 on there. Go too. for it. Go for it. I don't, I, I don't I, think many. You got absolutely screwed with Ken Griffey Jr. Totally different because there's like three fucking million dollars. Well, uh, I'm just saying. I mean, there's probably like 30 wait, million of those. Wait for them to out. die before you start, to, you know, paying big money for the the on card autos. Except though, like people like Jordan, who ref, like they just don't okay refuse. Yeah, like, Kevin Durant refuses to do autographs. Like, fine, there are exceptions for sure, but I think the Mickey Mantle aspect, the lore there is the fact that obviously you can't get any more, so it's a, a very fixed amount of beautiful PSA 10 authentic autographs out there. And I don't know what the pop is on that card specifically, but I guarantee you it is super tiny. So that might've driven it up as well, but we get it on card autos. Big fan. We got a big fan over here. I'm, I'm trying to look up the Ken Griffey Jr. Rookie card. And I know there's like hundreds of thousands of this card, if not millions. Great. The listener is not going to wait for you to find this. <laughs> yeah. Forget it. Well, swap. We... Tell us how many, Graded oh, Ken Griffey Jr. rookie cards there are across PSA and BGS. Thank but, you. But only do it over a uh, saxophone riff. There are 136,685 Ken Griffey Jr. rookie cards graded across BGS and PSA. Um, okay, so uh, the big part uh, that we wanted to get into is King of Collectibles, Ken Golden's six-part series of that launched on Netflix last week or just a few days ago, actually. I think maybe Friday, no? I mean, and the man said on his show, I, he's motivated by ego. One of the three things that motivates him. And, oh, he said and this that? was Great. an ego driven. I know it launched on, I don't know what day podcast, today is, but I know show. it launched on April 28th because I saw it, it 10,000 yeah. times. Yeah. On social media, thanks to the fact that I follow Golden, I I had to mute uh, Ken Golden because I cannot possibly listen to him pump his show. I told you, anymore. you just tweeted about how it made the top ten, despite we couldn't find it anywhere on Netflix. So we we put it up, we did a little search. I don't, I couldn't find on my Netflix account the top ten, but uh, if you went through documentaries, if you went through what's trendy now, if you went through new. I couldn't find it anywhere. I had actually go into my search and type King before I could even find the ability to click on the, the docu-series. So, uh, and I use docu-series very loosely when referring to this show. So it wasn't easy. It wasn't I think easy you saw Shades of Pawn. You said Pawn Stars? Oh, <laughs> okay. So we're get, we'll just get into it. I don't know what I expected going into it. I, I expected something a little, I guess, grittier, a little more realistic, kind of chasing Ken Golden around or chasing his business around as they auctioned off these great cards, as they auctioned off these or looked for new memorabilia. It's scripted reality 
in the most scripted sense. I mean, there were awkwardly written moments throughout. And, and if you're expecting something that's really about the hobby or supporting the hobby as we know it, trading cards, this is not the show for that. They all, they barely mention trading cards. Yeah, and we, we made a list of some moments that really stood out to us. I, I, the first, uh, let's talk about the musical choices. I no, think okay. you, this is your So your I pointed corner. this out because they, they started throwing these transition rap songs when Ken was about to go to Toronto to meet with Drake to chase the triple logo man. And I was like, wait a minute, who is this? What is this song from? And they're literally, I don't, they must have used the service, but I started paying attention and every transition song was a really aggressive rap uh, that is essentially done by somebody who is completely unknown outside of maybe, or let's say 10 to 18,000 people on this earth. Like they are completely unknown people. It's wild. I mean, we went You could to... write your own rap song. For, for whatever they did, they could have just done their own songs, I think. I mean, you would think his $4 billion enterprise would be able to Okay, that afford, was another moment. <laughs> afford $4 some billion, higher quality rap music. What are we but... referring to with $4 billion? Like, come on, Ken. You're, you can't sell your auction house for $4 billion. Like, this isn't, this isn't a real uh, valuation. But I, even though I, I understand, again scripted reality they could say whatever the hell they want and they can just claim it as entertainment and i found that over and over yeah and it well and i think too like a lot of this clearly was captured a year ago 18 months ago i mean the the drake stuff was last summer the when they broke the 86 flare box and pulled out the jordan and then they said the appraised value 350k for by the way they said you know it was a raw jordan we didn't know if it was going to be a PSA 10 or not. But a PSA 10 these days is 160, 170. And it, it's and hanging it, on for its dear life it at those levels. It hadn't been 350 for a, a year no, since that no. was filmed. So, like, this was, I mean, this was a bit outdated it, in it, a lot of ways. The other thing that it drove me nuts was they, so Golden did a great job of promoting themselves as more than just trading cards. And in fact, they don't focus on trading cards the first couple episodes. We haven't watched a full series. So full disclosure, we don't know. Two and a half episodes. Yeah, we don't know which way they go. But they, they start with Beanie Babies. They get into jerseys. They're talking about bats. There's a big part about music. So they're trying to position themselves for the by the way i loved in the beanie baby scene when the the guy walks in and he's like they put the shill in shilling oh yeah that was was like yeah i can't believe they left uh, that in uh, awkward you you got a group of insiders talking (laughs) about shill bids right off the bat on the first episode that felt a little aggressive um but the the they did a great job of trying to explain themselves as this really rounded collectibles auction house when everybody in the hobby knows they are a trading card centric yeah. business. So they sports, could, I think sports collectibles is fair because they have always done a lot of like fine. jerseys, and but they're, bats they're and playing this angle of like music. That, they're playing this angle of beanie babies, but nobody even knows it. I wish they would have promoted King of collectibles with just, a poster of Beanie Babies. You probably would have gotten six to seven million I mean, there are more viewers. Apparently, in the top ten right now on Netflix. So, well, okay, fine. Everybody can be in top ten for like a hot second. Like, like the first weekend album drops from somebody you've never heard of, they can be in the top ten, but they just dis- disappear. It's all about the staying power. So, if this gets picked up for a second season, 
then then I got I got to start paying attention. Maybe if it gets picked up for a second season, they can explore deeper into the uh, security guard that may or may not have killed someone. Apparently, yes. as the part of the scripted uh, television. No, I mean how how could that not be real when he turns to him and says, "What are you doing writing a book?" <laughs> I mean, the writing on this was just. I, I, I wish I could express like the the Italian hands I have right now <laughs> while I'm saying it was just chef's kiss, chef's kiss. And then I, I think to part of that scene, I really enjoyed the uh, the negotiation for ten million dollars on the jacket reserve. Oh yeah, yeah. number two guy. There was no negotiation. No negotiation. I trust. I you. trust you. I tr- he said he wants ten million dollars, and the and the guy from Golden said, "I trust you." I don't. I still don't know what he was trusting. Shrewd negotiator. He was trusting him that he wanted ten million dollars. Well, he did tell Ken. He's like, I like Ken told him, "You better leave with that item." So. I'm really looking forward to the story story arc of Ken's daughter because they set oh the stage God. for her to be something else when it has her coming out of the toilet, um, talking about her parking tickets, and then making that that's what she well, said. Well, in one, he was perturbed. Yeah, he was perturbed that she had the audacity to use his private bathroom because what's the point of a private bathroom if anyone else can use it? Um, I totally and, get that. And by the way, her retort was. Oh well, you know I'm gonna inherit your four billion dollar business or it's whatever. It's not so like, four billion. Someone know, needs to I tell know. her. But needless to say, a little sense of entitlement there. Well, um, well we have to see how it plays bad. out. Yeah. It may have yeah. you know extreme consequences. It may be a redemption story. Uh, it's all about you know hooking the listeners. But I, it's funny if you ask me if I'm new to to collecting, do I watch this show? I say no. Uh, yeah, I would say no as well. And I'd also say, you know, seeing them, for example, selling presidential hair clippings, and then your daughter said, this is the weirdest show ever. I think she hit the nail on the head. Like they like, okay. My problem was they did extreme (laughs) close-ups of these, these hair follicles (laughs) in, in a way where these should never be shot close up. They just missed the mark in so many ways. To your point, I don't feel, it doesn't feel very authentic. It feels like it's just like, Hey, this is, let me show you how I travel on my private jet, go hang out with celebrities, you know, break, break a couple boxes here and there, auction off some big items. But if you, you, if you like Pawn Stars, it's, it's like Pawn Stars. If you like storage wars, there's a storage war element. If you like home makeovers, they're probably going to show Ken's house at some point and explain how he made a memorabilia room, um, with solid oak and cedar lined walls. I don't know. I think it's pure entertainment, and anybody from an industry side, even as a novice, is not going to get anything out of this. There's no, there's no real entry point into information. I mean, they it, at one point it felt like they thought they were like healing a racial divide by explaining Jackie Robinson and and his importance, his importance, which is you know goes beyond anything that we could even begin to explain but the reality of them trying to educate the viewer on what it meant felt hollowed so what's the term um no something hollow it rang hollow Whew, i came back around it rang so hollow it it felt awkward yeah it did yeah i, I, I give it uh two stars do you think do you think we could mystery science theater 3000 
all six episodes, watch them while giving commentary and make it entertaining <sighs> enough where somebody could actually hit play while they're watching it and I, listen to I our think genius. We, we could and we should, but as we stated earlier today, we have done everything wrong if we've wanted to create a big, serious podcast. We've done like everything we've, wrong, but but wildly willingly. intentionally. <laughs> yeah, like just just like like we've had full... plenty of interesting guests in the industry. That we could have brought on to our pod. That but we, we don't bring guests. We just ramble. We had the athletics say if we would just release our full names that they would promote our pod in an article. And we said I no. I literally had... <laughs> I said no. At, <laughs> at some point, I had Marcus Jordan lined up so he could talk about his dad's <laughs> collecting. I mean... If anybody could figure out who his dad is. Yeah. We... That's a joke for the listener. Look may, up Marcus may, Jordan. Maybe, maybe we should have a poll if the listeners want us to create a, a, a real pod. All right. If anybody can find our email yeah. address, it's a Gmail address. And if one listener that we don't know, we're not related to, we don't have a, a longstanding friendship. How with, many degrees of separation? Do they we can't know. Our kids can't be friends. They have to email us and say, we need to hear you guys I mean, interview we're, someone. We're still getting some listeners from like New Zealand. And, and so, I mean... Any, I, I don't okay, know anyone okay. from there. So maybe, any yeah. anybody from no, I know people in France. Anybody from outside of the United States, not from France, <laughs> that are listening, email us and tell us you want to hear us interview somebody, and we will, and we'll make it special. Let's go. It's not going to be like Post Malone, but I will get somebody that will be a little bit surprising. I guarantee you. But you have to email us. Okay, so that's my rant on. Uh, Kings of King of Collectibles. Not really much else to say. It's a little disappointing. Like I feel like I'll still potentially watch the rest, but uh, I'm not uh, surprised. Yeah, I guess I just personal beef. feelings aside for you know you have to finish Kenan Company. First. But oh yeah, I, I think three episodes left. I think you've made your uh, your your feelings. I, I did. I had a friend uh, who actually asked about this show a few days ago and I certainly made him aware of my feelings of on Ken. So Oh well thank you yeah. for sharing without actually sharing anything. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure the listener appreciates <laughs> you telling you telling them that you told somebody else how you feel, but then not sharing it with the listener. Yeah. That's great. That's no great. Problem. Again, pleasure. Us getting in our own way, <laughs> specialty. Specialty of ours. All right. I think that's it for this that's week. It. I this, feel brain dead, so we gotta wrap all it up. About, it's all about King of Collectibles. It's all about autographed uh on card autograph cards and it's all about us looking for our, our energy. And Goodbye, sports cards oh, investors. Does he say that? Too? I don't know if he says oh, that because I've never listened all the way through. Just right, the, the can you fast forward to the end next yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny enough what our listeners doing right now. Right. So without further ado, in uh, happy collecting. Uh, hope you enjoyed the pod, and we'll I don't know. We'll Maybe talk we'll to you soon. It. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Two Guys One Card. You can email the guys at two guys one card podcast at gmail.com. That's the number two and number one. Two guys one card podcast at gmail.com. Follow the guys on Twitter at two guys one card pod or Brad at La Scoliosis. Thanks for listening and until next time, happy collecting. Two guys one card. <laughs>